My dear faith community, you may not know it, but Franciscans across the world are partying today. <laughs> Nothing particularly unusual for us. But this is the feast day of our sister Claire, who Phil risked his life putting up here so you could see her. <laughs> she was a contemporary of St. Francis of Assisi and a trailblazing woman who lived our Franciscan charism of love along with Francis. And of course, as Lynn mentioned, our province, the United States ones, is called the St. Clair Province. Claire was born in Assisi, July 16, 1194, and died there August 11, 1253, at 59 years of age, a mere youngster. Though born into an affluent, knightly home, from little on, Claire had a great sensitivity and compassion towards the poor, and would often give food and money to those that were to ease their suffering in her little town of Assisi. This continued through her teenage years, and it was likely through these years that she also met St. Francis, whom she greatly admired for his simple life, his practice of poverty, and his passionate love for Christ. It's very likely, because her home was close, that she was present or certainly heard the story when Francis got in trouble with his father because he was selling cloth from his father's shop in order to buy stones to rebuild the church, which he had heard a voice from God telling him to do. Of course, he stripped off his garments and said, Bernadone's no longer my father. My father is God in heaven. This was bound to have made a very strong impression on Claire. These encounters with Francis and her own deep faith as a little girl growing up strengthened her sense of call to give over her life completely to God. It was the practice that men in those days would set aside a dowry, and that they were pressuring her to marry a wealthy and prominent man in another family, so both, benefit, both families could mutually benefit from obtaining more wealth and influence in Assisi. Claire wanted none of this. On Palm Sunday, at age 18, she slipped out the back door of her home at night and walked down to the Porziuncla, which was a little church about a mile away, I would guess, and met Francis and the brothers. Now, we don't know how she got through that door because it was very barricaded. And there's myth and story that a miracle happened, that she could even get through it. However, while there, the community prayed with her, the community of brothers, and Francis performed the ritual of cutting off her hair. Now, this ritual, you need to understand, is deeply significant. It meant that she was leaving the way of life of affluence 
and wealth and power and control, and adopting a way of life that was built on the gospel teachings of Jesus, the values of humility and peace and joy and compassion, etc. Well, needless to say, the men in her family were livid, both about her choice and also that she had given her dowry away to the poor. They used every tactic they could think of to dissuade Claire and get her back home. She was immutable. Our Claire was not a shrinking violet. After living for some time, oh, let me go. After living for some time with two women monasteries whose rule were defined by the men of the church, probably okay then, not so good now. <laughs> Both Frances and Claire realized that her desire to live lady, lady poverty in simpli simplicity in a different way didn't fit that environment. It was while she was at one of the monasteries to add insult to injury, her sister Agnes came to join her, also running away from home. Claire received her, did the hair cutting, had her don a simple garb of the day. Well, you can imagine how that went over with the boys at home. They showed up at the monastery and said, we are going to get her back home one way or the other. And when they went to lift her up to take her home, she was too heavy. Another one of the miracles that happened in Claire's life. They could not get her home, and you can imagine how they went home feeling. Claire and Francis knew that Claire needed to live her life in a different way. He received permission to have Claire and her sister, and probably some other women at that point that were interested in being part of her way of life, uh, got permission for them to live in a semi-abandoned little church at the edge of Assisi. It was there she lived with her sisters for 48 years. And eventually, her mom also joined the community. These holy women lived simply, humbly, and prayerfully. The residents of Assisi greatly loved Claire and her sisters and helped support them with food and alms, as did the brothers. Claire's extreme love for Lady Poverty and insistence on no ownership of anything can be a little puzzling to us today. But she lived in a society of upper and lower class, as we do in our times. We could attribute her rigorism about this as a challenge to our societal classes, classism now as well as then, and as an admonition that no wealth, things, prestige, power should obscure the awareness 
that God is the center of our lives and all comes from and belongs to our Creator God. Claire, whose name means light, uses the image of a mirror in her correspondence with her sister Agnes, who was in another monastery. She urged Agnes to look into a mirror until she could see the image of Christ looking back at her. As St. Paul says today in Corinthians, God let light shine in our, in our hearts that we in turn might make known the glory of God shining on the face of Christ. This treasure we possess in earthen vessels to make it clear that its surpassing power comes from God and not from us. We are in Christ, and Christ is in us. Hallelujah! No wonder the Franciscans party. <laughs> you should too. In another value for Claire was work. I think she believed that the, the idle hands could be the devil's workshop. And she herself kept herself busy weaving and spinning cloth when she wasn't doing other kinds of household duties, joining her sisters in gardening, caring for the sick, and doing ordinary household chores. Her life reminds us that you, dear people, who are caring for children, going to work, sweating from the brow, taking care of your young ones, managing the household, are in a way of holiness, as Claire was. Claire loved her sisters and was always solicitous about their needs. She urged them to talk with each other to make their needs known, and she often cared for them when they were ill. Miracles of cures are attributed to her both during her life and after her death. There was a sweetness in her love for her sisters. She checked with her sisters and no one was allowed to join the community unless they all agreed to it. No hierarchical structure in her community. Lastly, reception of Christ in Eucharist set her heart on fire. The words Jesus said to his disciples, live in on me, in me, as I do in you. It was an unspeakable joy in her heart, as it is meant to be for us. This remarkable woman, whose life we celebrate today, was a trailblazer who did not capitulate to her family's wishes, nor to the church regarding the rule she wrote for her sister's way of life. 
This rule was finally approved on her deathbed. Claire was accessible, inclusive, warm, and welcoming to all who came to her for comfort or advice, be they her sisters, Franciscan brothers, laity, clergy, or civic dignitaries. She was beloved to all in the little town of Assisi and to all of us who celebrate her life and presence with us, past, present, and future. So let us celebrate Christ in her and Christ in us.